Jesus was at the end of his life. But nobody else knew that. He had been teaching so many people for the past few years. You need to be sitting down, Stephen, because you're the blind guy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He was on his way to Jerusalem. I mean, this was right at the end of his life. Please don't trip over something. The paperwork is going to be terrible. Okay. You'd be careful because there's a, there's a step right there. Okay. He and his friends were going from Jericho to Jerusalem. Um, please, somebody else keep an eye on what's happening behind me. Um, and there were two blind men. I've got one of them here. And they were sitting beside the edge of the road. You're right on the edge there. Stephen. I need you to go and sit down. No, I'll be fine. Okay, right? What did the blind men say? They said, Jesus, son Jesus, of David. Son of David. Have mercy have on me. Have mercy on us. And what did Jesus do? He didn't do anything at first. He just stood exactly where he was in the middle of the crowd with people all around him. He didn't move towards the two blind people. So what did they do? They carried on shouting. Jesus, Jesus son of David. Of they did, and they were really annoying. So people in the crowd were telling them to be quiet. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to listen to Jesus. Jesus, have a mercy on us. Yeah, and then Jesus did turn around and look at the blind, two blind people. And he said something to them that was really quite strange because they were blind and they were begging for money because they couldn't do anything else. He said, what can I do for you? What do you want me to do for you? I want to see again. Duh. Yes. They want to see again. So he walked over to them and he touched them on their eyes, not actually on their eyeballs. And he touched them and what happened? What happened after Jesus touched them? They jumped for joy. Yeah, they did because they could see. They could see. And the first thing they did when they were healed was they followed him. They just got up and followed him. We don't know exactly what happened to those two blind people afterwards, but it's a great story. Sit down, please. <laughs> All of you. I don't want anybody else falling off the stage. That that could have been interesting. (laughs) So what do you want me to do for you? That's what Jesus asked. And as Peter read for us, Jesus knew exactly what his mission on earth was. He knew that his mission was to free the captives, to tell poor people good news, and to make the blind see, as as well as other things. And he had been doing that for many years. So why did he ask those blind men, I wonder, what exactly what they wanted? Now, last night, as I was waiting to go and see um, a film at the Odeon in Guildford, there were some people from Liquid Youth there, quite a, a few of them actually, and um, I ended up having to help them out with something. But then I asked them this question, if Jesus was standing right in front of you and he asked you, what can I do for you? What would you ask? 
And I have some great answers. The first one was, Jesus, can I take a selfie with you? <laughs> so, there have been Jesus selfies all over the internet by now. So, but then, Jesus, I really want to see my granddad again. Jesus, I'm really worried about next term. Can you make sure I have some good friends at my new school? I wonder what is in your heart, what you really want. It's actually sometimes really difficult to figure out what you really, really want, in the words of some 90s pop stars that some of you might remember. Um, What is it that is on your heart? Maybe it's something that you've been questing after for many, many years. Maybe you dearly want some time on your own. Maybe you would love it if your family and friends lived close enough so you could pop around for a cup of tea, but not so close that they were always there. Um, Maybe you have some illness that you've been praying that it would go away, and it just hasn't. Maybe there's a new job that you want. Maybe you just don't know what you want. Now, the story just before this is interesting because two people had asked for something specific, and actually it wasn't the right thing. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, two of the apostles, their mum had come to Jesus, fallen at his feet, and he asked her, what do you want? And she said, I want my two boys to be at your right and left hand in your new kingdom that you keep on talking about. Because... Even the people closest to Jesus thought that the kingdom of God was going to be a powerful earthly kingdom. And being a good mummy, she wanted her boys to have good jobs and be in the right places. But Jesus knew that that was not what his kingdom was going to be about at all. In the end, of course, James and John did suffer as Jesus did. And they were part of A powerful kingdom, but a powerful spiritual kingdom. Their mum didn't know exactly what she was asking for. But we are told that we need to ask. Jesus asked for things himself. He wanted his friends around him. He asked for things in the Garden of Gethsemane, didn't he? He asked that the cup of suffering would be taken away from him. He knew what was going to happen, and he asked that that wouldn't happen. When he gave the Lord's Prayer, that that special prayer to his apostles, one of the things in it is that we ask for what we want. We ask for what we need. We ask for our daily bread. There's something about putting it into words that is important. We know that God knows us and knows what we really need, but we also need to express it somehow. And sometimes we need to ask again and again and again. And like Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane, some of our prayers seem like they are never going to be answered in the way we want. Some of the things we really, really want and need feel like they're not going to happen. It often happens at open hands that, that somebody will ask the same question every time. If God loves me, why doesn't he heal me? If God loves me, why doesn't he heal me? And really, we don't have an answer to that question. 
What we can say, though, is that we know a God who knows what it's like to ask over and over for things and not get what he's asking for. We know that Jesus asked for suffering to be taken away from him, but he still got a lot of suffering. Part of being a Christian is to try and figure out what that mystery means. There is something here that is very powerful about sharing in an unanswered prayer. And we can also do that for each other. Because we need to remember what those two blind people did when they were healed. The first thing they did is they, the only thing they could think of doing is following Jesus. Because this person who had done this for them had to be worth spending your life with. And though we can't see Jesus in bodily form, we have God's word, we have these fantastic stories about Jesus, and we have each other. Because we are told, as the church, we are Christ's hands and feet for each other. So what can we learn from this story? Well, for one thing, we we do need to know what we want. That film that Will and I were were waiting to, well, I was waiting to go and see and and waiting for Will. Um, Man, I really didn't want to see it. I seriously did not want to see that film. But the last five minutes justified the whole thing. It was David Brent, Life on the Road. And anybody who's ever seen The Office knows what it's like to see somebody who desperately wants something but is questing after it in the wrong way and basically shouldn't be going after that. So all that David Brent wants is to be a famous rock star and he is so rubbish at it. I mean, it is, and he wants everybody to love him because he's a great, he's great at um, being at the front, uh, on stage, basically, and entertaining. And it was painful, painful, painful to watch. I mean, most of the film, I, I had my hands over my eyes, and some of the film I had also had my fingers in my ears. It was that bad. But right at the end, there was a, a, just a flash of inspiration and reality when he, he says at the end, when nothing is going right, his, his tour is just terrible, and nobody likes him. And he says to somebody, all my life I've been questing for what I think, thought I wanted, and actually, it's rubbish. But sometimes, there are some great, tiny little things that happen, and that makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, you can go and see it if you want, but seriously, I mean, (laughs) I'd wait for video so you can walk out at the terrible bits. Will didn't even let me sit at the end, because normally when a film is terrible, I will walk out and and go to the toilet or something. Oh, man. But it is just the very fact that this man thinks he knows what he wants. And often things that are so awful have a real, such truth in them. And maybe we can see that in ourselves, can't we, sometimes, that we have been questing at certain points in our lives for something that we think was the right thing to want. And it ends up that it's not. Knowing what we really want from God is something very profound. We need to be able to help each other to do this as well, because as, as God's, as Jesus' hands and feet and on earth... We can help each other. We know each other, don't we? 
Sometimes it's easier for somebody else to see what's going on in your life and to tell you, maybe that's not the right direction. It's very, very difficult to be this honest with people. But I wonder what our lives would look like if we started being this honest with each other. If we started really expressing to our nearest and dearest what we need from them, what we want them to do for us, what would that change? Because when this happened around Jesus, it changed mighty things in people's lives. Because Jesus was the only person we have ever known in history who knew exactly what his calling was. He knew that his thing was to free people from captivity, to open people's eyes, to tell good news to the poor. And he did that. And it's very difficult sometimes to believe that the same Holy Spirit that filled Jesus is the Holy Spirit that is here now with us. We have that power to do things. We need to be able to discern things within people, but then we need to be able to do something about it as well. And as Christians, we believe that we prayer is powerful because we can ask the Holy Spirit to do those things that Jesus did. So I wonder what it is that you want Jesus to do for you. If you'd take some, a couple of moments to, to just reflect on that with me. God, would you open our eyes? Maybe you've got a specific thing that you're thinking about. And if there's something that you you really, really want to ask for, please make sure you pray with somebody about it. I wonder if there's somebody that you know who is close to you and you know that there's something that they want. Maybe that's somebody that you could, you could ask them to say, to put this into words. Father God, we thank you that you know us, that you know what we want so much more than we do. And what we want is to be close to you, God, as a church, we want what you want for us. Would you empower us to be your people on this earth, your hands and feet, to help others? We thank you for powerful stories of your healing of people, and we pray that we would see more of this in our lives. And we ask this in the name of Jesus, who heals. Amen.